It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. This is the Thunderstick. He's Jesse Friedman. He's also the vice mayor. Uh, and we are bringing you, of course, the finest D-backs coverage in all the Valley. We are brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, we got some mid-season awards to give away today, we do. right? Do we, we absolutely got, do. You got the trophies? Did you get the trophy? Did you pick up the trophies? Uh, Did you get the trophies? There were. Uh, there should have been trophies. There's supposed to be trophies. We paid for trophies. This is my idea. Can't yeah, you like carry your weight at all around no, here, I Derek? Don't, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't do that. You know, I don't do that. I'm just here to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, and how bad the second half might be for this team. Who like who are you giving these trophies to? I are would, you actually going to deliver our physically awards to the players? Do you think they would not like that? I um. Do you think they wouldn't appreciate it? If they it? had some what sort of legitimacy, it, maybe, but coming from us, one of us, yeah. I don't know if that would be legit enough for them to want to actually accept that award. What if it's bigger than the trophy that the WNBA gave to the MVP at their All-Star game? I didn't see that It was trophy. a very small trophy. Very it was small pathetic, okay. yes. Uh, okay. and we, we'll, we'll give bigger trophies than that. Those <laughs> girls deserved a gigantic trophy. But, uh, of course... Someone that doesn't deserve a trophy is Dallas Keuchel, who has been DFA'd by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm. Uh, we had a feeling that this was going to happen, uh, and it did kind of right. I, I don't know. I feel like the Diamondbacks gave uh, him enough opportunity, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, four starts, a 9-6-4 ERA. Um, opposing hitters, Derek, against Dallas Keuchel when they were hitting um, fared awfully well to the tune of a 329, 407, 564 batting line. Um, I had someone reply on Twitter and say that Frank Thomas's career batting line was 301, 419, 555. So essentially, it was sort of like every batter against Dallas Keuchel <laughs> was Frank, Frank Thomas, Thomas, which, the which big hurt. I think is kind of a heartless uh, comparison <laughs> to make. Uh, it's only four it's starts. Perfect. but No, it's perfect. It's unfortunately, perfect. it was a pretty rough go for Dallas Keuchel when he was here, and yeah. um, it sounds like Corbin Martin is going to be um, the guy that, that we're going to get in his place, according to John Gambadoro. He said, look for that to happen um, yesterday. So um, that's what we're expecting Who to was see. that? Uh, John Gambadoro, the one oh, and only. The one and um, only. He said Gambo. he said a look for Corbin Martin to step into the rotation, which I'm assuming is like the I'm 95% sure sort of thing coming from him. I, so. I believe it from Gambo. He doesn't necessarily put stuff out there like that unless he's probably heard something. I think Corbin Martin, it makes sense. It's not yeah. – I don't think it's, too, it's somebody kind of out of left field. I think it's somebody that has – 
major league time already. Uh, they did reinstate Ian Kennedy from the 15-day injured list, and they have reinstated J.B. Bukowskis from the 60-day injured list and have optioned him to AAA Reno. <laughs> Our first comment, what's the definition of insanity again? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ben. We're glad Hi, to ben. have you here. Good to have you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it is what it is, right? Uh, they they definitely gave him a chance. And honestly, the D-backs have a pretty good track record with acquiring guys that have kind of been let go by other teams and having them have value. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Mantiply being a big, uh, 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 the great case for that. Yeah. Uh, Noe Ramirez and a few other pitchers in their bullpen have definitely been uh, exactly that for them. Yeah, and Corbin Martin's been really good in his last two starts. Um, his last start on July 14th, so this is a week ago today, um, eight innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts. If you're going eight innings at a start pitching for the Reno Aces, you're definitely doing something right. And the start before sure. that, six innings, one run, three walks, seven strikeouts, only two hits allowed. Um, so a couple starts before that, not quite as good. Um, but uh, but he's uh, certainly finished his time off in Reno on a high note, at least what we think is the end of his time in Reno for the time being. Fingers we'll, crossed. We'll, we'll see. Tommy Henry is another name that a lot of fans want to see as well, another guy that's had yeah. quite a, a good And we will. I mean, I think, I think we're going to see Tommy Henry at some point. I think it's only a matter of time. Um, but, yeah, it looks like we might not get that quite yet. The D-backs uh, do not have a game today. Another off day for them. No, they which, don't. Which uh, not all of the teams in Major League Baseball uh, have the luxury of saying some of them had to play a doubleheader today, which that kind of sucks, right? Coming yeah. out of the All-Star break and having <laughs> to play a doubleheader. Uh, and not only that, but not like not even on the weekend on Thursday, not even on Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty brutal, brutal schedule for some teams today. But the D-backs are over here just... Uh, um, lounging around with another off day. Um, although they lounging are around. they are at the stadium today, they are taking batting practice. That, I envision um, them like all around the pool right now, like just hanging yeah, out, listening yeah. They're to music. not actually going to do any work yeah. while they're there. Today's more of a more of a swimming party or something along those lines at Chase Field. But um, I'm going to guarantee they don't use that pool enough for that. You think? Like just having a random like like the team team swim yeah the team probably doesn't use this yeah. pool that much i'm gonna guess i yeah it kind of makes sense uh speaking of schedule though the diamondbacks have the third uh toughest schedule in the second half so oh, great what, what do you think about that <laughs> well here is my thought is the diamondbacks obviously uh have stepped up against the talented teams we've seen them do that so i don't know if i'm that worried about them having the third toughest stretch uh, yeah. in baseball after the all-star break i mean it starts with the nationals right so yeah. you feel okay for for maybe a few days juan um, soto and the nationals yeah juan soto and who right? else i mean uh, i mean i don't know but that guy <laughs> is locked in i don't want i don't want to see him right now i want to see the, guy, I want to see did, the home uh, run derby champion right after the home run derby that's a did, bad time he did just win that thing but the nationals are 31 and 63 so um i yeah. took i took the over <laughs> on them winning 58 and a half games okay what do you think about that for the Nationals, not the oh, D-backs? Oh, the Nationals yeah. winning over 50. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, for the D-backs, I was like, yeah, oh, my like, gosh, a, I'd hope so. That's a take. Um, okay, so 31 and 63. Wow, that's bad. 31 and 63 is really bad. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. on pace to win 54, 53 games probably. Sure. Um, right, that's, that's, it's got to be right around there because that's why they set the over-under right there. So tantalizing yeah. in the distance from – you know, uh, 55 wins or something. You know, you got 59 yeah, right there. 58 and a half. Yeah, so they would have to take, they'd have to win 59 or more games. Do you see that happening? I think that's, I, I mean, any team finishing with like lower than 
58 and a half wins is just kind of unlikely in general. I know the Nationals are really bad, um, but like, I mean, the Diamondbacks won 52 games last year. So, of course, here I am saying this. <laughs> it is possible, but it doesn't happen much. I mean, baseball is That's the true. sort of game where um, even the worst of teams tend to find their way to 60 wins when it's all said and done. Yep. So, well I mean, if the Nationals trade Juan Soto, it might be harder for them to get there. But um, but uh, this is the bet you made, Derek. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, Martinez says midseason, this team is mid. Uh, oof, that's tough criticism, but fair. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that Jesse actually has some pretty fair criticism of his own over at gophnx.com. If you haven't had a chance to check out his Wait, pieces. criticism, Criti- fair. Is it you, all criticism? Is that I, all I, I, I write? I think, I, I think uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not necessarily the case. Okay. But okay. Uh, you, you have a great opinion of this team, I think. And I uh, feel like some of uh, the, the work, especially you did with the draft picks, was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one is lot, up. That there, one is there's up a lot of work put into that piece. There are a sure. lot of words, a lot of words <laughs> in that article. Um, truth be told, I started with the intention of writing about all 20 draft picks um, after Drew Jones, rather than just uh, rather than just the first 10. Um, but it is it is pretty difficult. I mean, there is not that much information out there about yeah. some of those guys. Um, and I think, you know, realistically with how the MLB draft works, you know, the first 10 rounds is probably where, you know, not to say it's impossible for guys after that to make the big leagues. Um, but you know, after the 10th round, it, it, the probability of that happening drops off quite a bit. Um, and there's also a fair number of those guys in the second half of the draft that probably won't sign anyway. Um, so I focused on, on the first 10 rounds, but, um, but yeah, uh, it was fun to, fun to write. There's some, there's some good, some good solid talent in there and, uh, the Diamondbacks targeted a lot of college guys in those first 10 rounds. So some some guys you might see in the majors a little bit sooner than later. And, of course, you can get that over at gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to become a member yet, sign up, get an annual membership. You'll get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Or if you sign up for a month-to-month membership, you will get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to the members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker. The fine content from writers like jesse uh and of course uh the members only discord which is always a pop in place to be uh we thank you guys in the discord by the way uh you guys have been keeping us up to date on this team for sure uh, at things that I, I didn't even see how poorly the diamondbacks were graded but thanks to our discord uh, i got to check that article out and of course we will get to your grades as well as espn's grades on this team uh this year but before we get to that Jesse and I had uh, some first half awards for the Arizona Diamondbacks that we wanted to give out. Uh, just a couple of, of uh, I guess, re- pieces of recognition for this team. We already did get some wor- awards earlier, but uh, this is now based on a solid first half. And going into the All-Star game, of course, we saw them kind of fizzle out there a little bit beforehand. But, yeah, um, you know, it's it's to be predicted. And this team, of course, is uh, on pace for what we expected them, I think, to do. Uh, this this season but let's take a look at some of our awards uh are we gonna go do we have the most valuable player first yes we we do do we want to start with there yep let's start with the most valuable player uh it looks like jesse and i agreed on this one it's merrill kelly oh wow you said merrill i didn't didn't expect to agree with on this one necessarily well Uh, how, how how do you not i mean at this point merrill kelly has been by far the most consistent player the start of his season was great. I mean, he came came back down to earth a bit, but 
you know, yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, he been, had like a one and a half ERA. They for a all while did <laughs> for for like a month. It was yeah, insane. the whole pitching staff yeah. did. Yes, uh, yeah. Merrill Kelly is, um, I mean, a three two six ERA. He has nine wins. Um, he's on pace to have like a sixteen. Uh, win season, which is something the Diamondbacks have not had many starters do recently. Something Zach um, Gallant can't even imagine. Oh, Zach Gallant. No, that would be like four seasons put together for <laughs> Zach Gallant. Uh, poor guy. Um, no, so yeah, Merrill is just, ha- I mean, he is just the model of consistency. For sure. Uh, Merrill the mainstay, right? That's what Burt calls him on the TV side. And uh, he's absolutely deserving of that title. He's been, you know, even though Zach Gallant, I think, gets a lot of the hype and, you know, he's the future ace of the staff and and all this stuff. Merrill Kelly has been the Diamondbacks' most reliable starting pitcher, really, for the last few years. By like far. really ever since he got here. Um, even in, you know, he, he went through some some Health, bumps in the road early on. But I mean, he even went through something incredible, which Jesse wrote about when yeah, it comes thoracic to his... outlet surgery. He worked his way back from that and and has been really as good as ever since. He literally had a rib removed. He did right? have a rib removed. He had a rib yeah. removed. And for he didn't this team. he didn't want to take the rib home. Like if you had a rib removed, I'd frame it. Yeah, how oh, do you yeah. not frame it on oh, the yeah. wall? Yeah, I mean, come on, I, I'd I'd put it in a shadow box with maybe a little like you know uh, like document from the hospital where we did the surgery at. There or something. you go. There I'd, you I'd go. make it adorable. Yeah, um, for some reason, Merrill said he didn't want it. He wanted to leave that part of his life behind <laughs> him. So somewhere, Merrill Kelly's rib still. It's somewhere in a little oh jar, presumably. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they do with those things afterwards. Uh, how much, how, how much would it go for on, on eBay? If I'd rather not. I'd rather, rather not. Think okay, about all right, that. that's yeah. fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have more awards to give out. We got our most improved player, and again, we agree again on wow. Joe Mantiply. Uh, I don't see how you couldn't right joe mantiply is yeah is uh has been an incredible story for this team <laughs> but more than anything he has an incredible season oh martinez wants to buy his rib we'll figure out <laughs> is that merrill kelly's rib or joe mantiply's rib oh i, I assume we're talking about merrill yeah kelly's no we're, we're talking about well i mean no we're not having a, a thoracic outlet surgery just just to be giving <laughs> ribs away okay so it'd have to be <laughs> Uh, look, see now everybody wants a rib, uh, but Joe Mansplay obviously has had an incredible season. Again, he came down to earth there. He was doing some superhuman yeah. things at one point this season. But when you set a major league baseball record, like I said, for this godforsaken sport that's been around for like a thousand years, uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his ERA is like more than doubled in the last like couple of weeks leading sure. up to the all-star break. So his numbers looked a lot better than this. Um, not that long ago, but yeah, I mean, 38 strikeouts compared to two walks. Um, he's faced more than 100 batters here this season and has walked two of them, which is just insane. So um, the trade rumors are swirling, uh, Derek. So uh, we'll see if Joe Mantiply yeah. is still here in a, in a couple weeks. I know he gave a pretty darn good audition in the All-Star game with <laughs> a really three did. up, three down, nine pitch inning. So we'll have to see. If it was a if it was a Mr. Universe contest, he went out and flexed on him hard. Just you yeah. know, he flexed those muscles. Uh, ben says too many ribs, not enough RBIs. Am I right? Oh my god, I, <laughs> I love this chat. All right, uh, best single game performance. What do we got? Nah, we did, did it again. Did we agree again? We did it oh again. my gosh! Why well, do you not? Three home runs. Three home runs at Wrigley Field, especially a place that Josh Rojas wanted to play. So yeah. bad. He didn't get the opportunity to go there on the road trip last season. And man, did he show up and show out uh, in his in his debut? Well, that, that was his debut there, right? 
I or maybe it was the second say, game. Yeah, it was his it was first, his first series, series there yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, yeah, I mean to be fair, the the wind was hardcore blowing out oh, that yeah. day. It really <laughs> feels there were a lot of home there runs were like ten series. home runs in this <laughs> game, but uh, but no, we're not we're not here to take anything away from Joshua Haas. A three homer game is special, no matter where it happens, no matter how much the wind is blowing out of the ballpark. So that was uh, that was a fun. Fun game for him that I know he's going to remember for a long time. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and I'm I'm proud of us. Look at us. It's like we do a yeah, show together and talk about this stuff. Yeah, all the time we're very we're a lot more in sync here than I, <laughs> I wish we disagree on one of these. I know. Gosh. We'll uh, see what's happening. I, I I think we do. We got one. Yeah, spoiler alert. That's spoiler where the alert. agreement ends. All right, let's go. Best defender. Do we want Jared, uh, Derek, or Jesse first? We'll take Jesse's first. All right. Jesse's wow. best defender, we Christian Walker. This? Yeah, we did. Just if a you little pick bit. someone else, you're just wrong. I mean, I'm. I, here's the thing: is I knew you were going to pick Christian Walker uh, because obviously his 13 because defensive, that's the right answer. It's the 13 defensive runs saved, right? But sure. Uh, again, defensive run saved is a stat that none of us have any idea what that means. <laughs> we have no idea what goes into that, Jesse. Ah, uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, it's fairly basic, right? 13 defensive runs saved. Theoretically, I mean, this is not like like you couldn't track through his season and pick out all the 13 runs that he saved exactly. That's right. not really how it's meant to work. Right, but for sure. it's supposed to be like an estimate of the number of runs that a player saved over like an average defender at their position. It's like war in a way, right? Sort way, of, right? yeah. It's yeah. a comparison with like a replacement level uh, sort of player. And some, you know, some guys wind up with negative defensive runs saved, um, which means that they are, you know, below, below average when it comes to their defense. So, um, but Christian Walker, Derek, I mean, he is not only among the leaders at first base in some of these defensive categories. He's among the leaders in all of baseball, um, which is wild because he's a first baseman. Um, and first baseman are almost... They just don't almost, have that opportunity to get that many yeah, defensive runs. Yeah, it's really hard to be an impactful defensive player at first base. Um, you know, you can you can kind of do the most with the opportunities you have, but it's hard to, like, you know be up there with shortstops and center fielders when it comes to the best defenders in the game. According to the numbers, Christian Walker is like in the top 10 in all of baseball among all positions in both of those stats and outs above average and defensive run saved. So um, I think it's sort of a no-brainer that Christian Walker is the best defend, at least the most valuable defensive player on this team this year. Oh, I've been saying war like war for a long time, by the way. Uh, I don't... What is it? Is it? Is it war? Am I saying? No, I think I think the way that you just said it, you had said war. I, I said war. Yeah, because it, it definitely caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> war. Um, but we also have my best defender, which I think is allowable. Oh, that's fair. When it that's comes fair. to Alec Thomas, uh, I went with the most electric defender. Is what I went with. Uh, we imagined what we would see out of Alec Thomas in center field and what he's doing exceeds that by far. I think that just how comfortable he is with making some of those plays, like in that graphic right there, some yeah. of those wall catches that he's made yeah. that he makes yeah. look effortless that honestly, most center fields we've seen play the position would, wouldn't even make an attempt at that or yeah. would, would look foolish in doing so. He's just insanely athletic. It's I incredible. Mean, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, you know, if you were to put Christian Walker in center field and and have him try to make some of those same plays, they would they would certainly there not be made. So there it is. Uh, Christian Walker is is you know the best at like what he does, but if you put him in a harder spot, he probably would not be as successful. So uh, apparently now I'm Wario, Wario. There All right, um, most chaotic moment this season. There we go. I mean, come on. 
I think I I mean I think I probably know what yours is gonna be. But let's not forget this one. This all one right? well this one this one was one of two and John Lipka absolutely lost his mind. He in absolutely this case. did. So this is this is the situation where um Zach Gallen and John Lipka, you know, they're kinda they're kinda getting at it a little bit. Zach Gallen's not so happy about some of these borderline pitches not going his way. And then uh John Libka um, like I think it's in between at bats starts to literally walk up and approach the Diamondbacks starting pitcher and Jose Herrera the Diamondbacks catcher has to like get in his way yeah. oh, and yeah. try to protect his pitcher from the umpire which is a bizarre bizarre thing to, to happen this, to this day I wonder what he said what John Libka said like out loud because you you don't just get up and do that based on the umpire walking around you and and you yeah. know getting ready to talk to Gallon like I feel I feel like there was a this motherfucker slipped in there or something, right? Like yeah. just something that made him <laughs> <I'm> go. Sure. <laughs> there was something that made Jose Herrera go, uh oh, this is about to go crazy. Um and it almost did. It kind of did. What do you the, think happens if Herrera doesn't get in the way? Like what like if the ump actually gets the gallon? Like, well, my thought is is that do we have do we have John Livka and Zach Gallon like throwing punches at each no, other? No, but I think he's imagine, ta- I think imagine. he tosses Gallon. I think Gallon would take offense to John Livka walking out and kind of stepping up to him like that. Yeah. So I think Gallon at that point, even though he's for the most part, like a pretty calm guy. Like he's one of the most laid yeah. back pitchers the Diamondbacks have. Yeah, he's have not he's staff. not mad bum out there. Right. Like, but I, I feel like a, there's a point the where, where you feel like someone's crossed the line. Yeah. And it almost felt like Libka was trying to bait him into that. Yeah. Right? Which right. is exactly what we saw with my most chaotic moment, which was the hand massage. Of course. Um, I don't know how you don't uh, think of this because as chaotic as that was, Gallon stayed on the mound. The Diamondbacks lost Mad Bum over this crazy shit. They tossed him after one inning pitched. <laughs> That was one of the craziest things I ever seen. Uh, I was literally this was chaotic for me <laughs> because I was running around my house, like trying to understand what was going on. It didn't make any sense to me. They like cut to a commercial break while the whole thing was going on. So, uh, and that was getting stuff on Twitter that was saying yeah. Mad Bum had been tossed. It was wild, but again, it was another moment of a of an umpire just really stepping kind of over the line and and yeah then kind of again baiting the starting pitcher into that situation right yeah we i mean we got a john boy uh breakdown out of this situation so like was it really bad in the end anything that leads to a john boy breakdown is always uh is always fun in my mind but <laughs> uh but yeah dan bellino just went absolutely berserk dan bellino this. lost his mind yeah it and, was and that was what both of these situations were right like both of these situations were like what what really started it like with Mad Bum, I think Dan Bellino actually admitted that it was the fact that there was a rookie <laughs> umpire behind home plate and that Mad Bum's kind of gripes towards him. He felt like he was kind of, I guess, sticking up for him or whatever, yeah, right? But right, right. Obviously, to me, what he was admitting is that he was take, taking in the personal feelings and the way people were talking to people and stuff when literally baiting Mad Bum into getting tossed out of the game. It's wild shit. Yeah, that was... I mean, I, I think that's probably the craziest, like maybe even most memorable moment to come out of this season. That and I mean, the Seth Beer opening day situation. My I mean, God. most memorable. That's probably the most memorable. That was a pretty chaotic situation for me and Mac because that we, was... were, <laughs> we were right in the middle of it out there on Jefferson. So you that had was a people lot of fun. like trying to make out with you as they were walking by. There the was a woman that kissed me live on air <laughs> and I'm still trying to find her. So, you know. <laughs> 
I'm e- I'm on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. That's all I'm putting out there. Uh, of course, uh, if you guys have your own moments, please send them to us on Twitter. We'd love to talk about it. We're going to talk about your grades for the D-backs in the first half. Uh, but, of course, we want to let you guys know the show is brought to you by our friends at OG's Gummies. If you haven't tried them already, already uh, make sure to find OG's near you at a dispensary near you. Must be 21 years or older to purchase, uh, but they do have a wonderful variety of gummies. They are Arizona's top-selling gummy, gummy, and they are flavoring life. That's what they're all about. Uh, their gummies are delicious, and they have a wide variety of flavors for you to choose from, not to mention they have doses and strains for you to choose from as well, depending on what you're looking to do. Today's a relaxed day. You want to chill Indica? Well, then if you want to get hype for tomorrow watching the D-backs game, there's a sativa in your future as well. And like I said, they have a wonderful variety of flavors. So make sure to check out OG's Brands online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at OG's Brands. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands. Uh, you can find their products at your local dispensary. Again, must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, and also our friends at Four Peaks, where we will be next Wednesday. All of us, not me, not just me, not just this guy, everybody. Jacob, Shonda Paz, ASU crew, Cardinals, everybody will be there. Uh, we will be hanging out, uh, bringing you all of our shows live from Four Peaks, uh, especially our show, which will be, I think we're slated last because we will be doing our post-series show uh, next Wednesday as well. So make sure to come down to Four Peaks, join us. If you can't join us on YouTube, uh, grab yourself some Four Peaks from your local convenience store. They have a wide variety of beers uh, to offer. And of course, uh, it's it's amazing. But we are all going to be here at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. That's 1304 East 8th Street in Tempe all day on July 27th. So again, make sure to uh, make sure to join us. Come on down. Uh, I'm going to be going off to Disneyland the next day. So uh, give me advice on surviving that <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> It's not easy. That is an advice. Just yeah. go to the the cars ride. You get to kill two hours in line, but it's worth it. Hey, so I like the, the that. Cars, the cars ride is amazing, and also you get to stand still for a little while. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, by the way, you got to be uh, 21 years or older uh, and enjoy responsibly the Four Peaks. Also, uh, we have our Toast of the Month sweep t- sweepstakes at gophnx.com, where you can win yourself a Four Peaks $50 gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So make sure to go to gophnx.com and sign up to win that. We just gave away our uh, Star Wars t-shirt or button-up shirt. That was that was the big prize this <laughs> yeah. month, right? Oh, yeah. That was highly sought after. <laughs> um, but, of course, we have your guys' grades for this. We have your guys' grades for the first half. Uh, we saw an article on ESPN giving grades to the D-backs where they gave the Arizona Diamondbacks a D plus for the first half of their season. Yikes! Uh, pretty uh, again, pretty scathing. A uh, little, a little judgmental. <laughs> I, I think a big part of this, obviously, is that they don't really care about the fact that this is the same team from last year, essentially. Yeah. Uh, with with some missing components that has done a much better job this year than last year. So, uh, but I, I I get where they're coming from. I don't think this is too far off base considering that the team is 12 games below 500. Yeah, I mean, it It just seems to me like it doesn't really take into account the expectations for the team. Correct. I, mean, I think if you had told any of us that the Diamondbacks are going to be 40 and 52 at the halfway point, like we wouldn't be stoked. I mean, we wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. But I think we would think of that as being probably an above average outcome, right? After last season, for yeah, sure. Yeah, after last season. So what would, what would you put your grade at for this team? I'm I'm between a C plus and a B minus. I think it's one of those two. Yeah. Um I would maybe 
I'll I'll lean in. I think I'll probably say a B minus just because um, the Diamondbacks have made some pretty big strides this season as as a team. Um, and that's not to say that they are a finished product or anywhere close to being, uh, you know, a true contender in this league yet. But, you know, if you were looking at what you wanted out of the 2022 season, realistically, you're not going to go from 52 wins to 95. Right. You're not going to go from 52 wins to 85. Um, and the Diamondbacks are on pace to go from 52 wins to 70. And in my mind, that's not like, you know, that's not perfect. That's not the very best that I could have imagined. I pegged them to win 75 games this season, but 70 is pretty close to that. Um, and 75 was even pretty bullish at the beginning to predict that the team would win 23 more games than they did last year. So, um, there's still some, you know, there's still some things to be worked out. I think the bullpen has um, has faltered in a lot of ways. It's sort of Joe Mantiply, Kyle Nelson, and then everyone else who's just been pretty up and down over there. Um, but all in all, I mean, we've I think we've seen some good things from this team this season, and I think it's a, a been a pretty good stepping stone for them. Uh, Nicholas in the comments said a C plus seems more fair. They are who we thought they were, maybe a, a little bit better from last year. Uh, and I I think that's where I'm at. I think I'm around a C plus. Uh, and again, if this team can win 20 or more games before or than they did last season, yeah. I can't see how you can't give them a B or better, right? Because yeah. it really is about digging your way kind of out of a hole you're in. The Diamondbacks didn't go out and get any high-priced free agents. They added Mark no. Melanson and Ian Kennedy, both of which really arguably haven't worked, right? Like yeah, They haven't been really. great. They haven't been the the back-end bullpen guys that they wanted them to be where they could confidently rely on them to, you know, close games. And, yeah, I have a couple squeak through, but I feel like with Melanson now, within the organization, they have to be feeling that same amount of anxiety that we as fans feel watching him come in and try to close out a game, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, But I I do like the direction of the team. I do think that they did good things this season. I I like that they have – basically secured their future with the extensions that they gave to Merrill Kelly and Gatel Marte, Alec Thomas coming up and being allowed to not only stay here and thrive, but to learn from his mistakes and not have, you know, like obviously as options left, he could be sent back down, but right, he's one right. of the best hit players on this team. And even if he does have a bit of a regression, it's worthwhile to just leave him up here and have him, you know, not have that up and down experience that a lot of minor leaguers go through when they get called up. Yeah, it's totally a natural part of, you know, your progression as a minor leaguer to be sent back down. But Alec Thomas, to me, just doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't expect that to happen. We've seen it across, you know, Spencer Torkelson got sent down. There's a couple of great minor league players that have been sent down already by their teams. Ben said in the comments, what's most disappointing is a lot of the young hitters not hitting very well, uh, which I do understand. I mean, I think Alec Thomas has sort of been. Pretty respectable, right? Like in his first year at 22 years old, I wasn't necessarily expecting him to hit 300 or anything right out of the gate. Um, But there are some guys. I mean, I think it looked like Dalton Varsho was on the verge of a breakout season, and we haven't really seen that from him. His his numbers offensively this year are eerily similar to where they were last year, uh, maybe even a a touch below that point. Um, So I, I think you'd like to see some better things there. Uh, Paven Smith is another name that comes to mind as a guy that, you know, you, yeah, you, you wondered if he might be a part of the future here and he still absolutely could be, but, um, but it just hasn't, you know, what he was before getting sent down to Reno. And unfortunately now he has the injury. He just wasn't a guy that looked like he was part of your future. So, 
Um, and then yeah, Seth Beer as well. That's a, another another name that there was all all sorts of hype and you know things looked great for him early in the season, but it didn't last very long and and he sort of struggled in in Reno through this season. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, but I think Chris Melton said it in the chat. Uh, we spent money on staff. I stand by my B plus. I like sure her saying that. And I mean honestly, that's really what it comes down to is what Brent Strom's done with the pitchers and. Honestly, Joe Mather is relatively inexperienced. This is his first stint as a pitching coach. I still think that he's done. You mean hitting? Hitting, hitting coach, excuse me. Ah. My father, yeah, hitting coach. Uh, <laughs> as the actual hitting coach. Um, but I feel like, you know, I still feel like he has made a big impact on this team. And again, I, I don't know. I mean, in some cases, you talk about the number of coaches that players on this team have had over the last you know, four years. Yeah. It's, it's kind of been a bit of a merry-go-round at times. So, uh, it takes a little while for stuff to resonate. And I know I said that early on, I'm, I'm not giving that as an excuse any longer, but I still think that Joe Mather has done a great job at improving the offense from what we saw last season that at times was abysmal. I think who, who was it that had the most home runs last year? And wasn't it like 15? Or well, something? I mean, it depends on if Eduardo Escobar counts or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think he had the most, but yeah. Guys on the active roster, yeah, it was not a very high number. It, it was wasn't. probably in the low, low teens, something right. like that. Um, but we have your grades for the first half of the season, and let's take a look at some of those. Uh, our friend Charles, Cactus on Ice, he sends a C. The offense struggles to produce consistently, and I don't trust anyone in the bullpen not named Mantiply. And even he's starting to show cracks in recent games, but at least they are completely they they are completely crapping themselves like last year. I think he means they aren't. Uh, <laughs> and he's right about that. That's very true. Um, and again, I think C is fair. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a C grade is fair. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, King of the Poors. That's our buddy Ron. Ron says C+. Plus. It's refreshing to have young guys playing every day instead of letting past their prime veterans stealing at bats. They have to clean up their play against L.A. San Diego because some of those games have been outright unwatchable. Yeah. Well said, especially against the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Chris says, I'm actually going B plus here, which he sh said in the chat. While I have big feelings about bullpen and starting pitching depth, the team is largely what I expected. I see potential and growth in this placeholder season, which, again, I think uh, she definitely is right about that. Uh, Jacob Franklin from here at PHNX has a solid B. Exciting team to watch, letting the kids play. And I think that's going to be uh, a theme is I think we're all excited about seeing Buddy Kennedy and Alec Thomas and, yeah. you know, Geraldo Perdomo and some of these young guys play. Even if they're not having the best season, it's it's about them growing and, and getting player getting better every day as Major League Baseball players. Yeah, I think it I think we want to see more of that youth movement, right, going into the second half. I mean, that's going to be a huge part of of this season down the stretch too. So, yeah, that's a big one for sure. And that's a big part of Kyle Collins uh B+ plus that he gave, uh doing what a team not in contention should be doing, letting the young kids play, Varshi, Alec, Perdomo, starting pitching is showing improvements and the bullpen isn't a complete disaster. It could go up to an A- minus if they handle the deadline well. Mm. And I wonder what um let us know in the in the comments what you guys think of the trade deadline i mean obviously christian walker's name is now being thrown around joe mantiply it's the best players on the team of course yeah but again there's not a worse i don't think it's a bad scenario considering that the diamondbacks do have young players that would get an opportunity to play but yeah uh, christian walker that kind of bums me out um he's 
had an outstanding season for this team, and I hate to see uh, you know him go at this point. But those home runs are very, very enticing. It's very sexy to a, a team right now <laughs> who might be looking to add some power to their lineup. And of course, you don't know if he's going to continue this hot streak that he's been on because he's on a bit of an unprecedented. Uh, power streak for at least his career yeah yeah that's true I mean Christian Walker is I think everyone's kind of understood that the raw power is in there um but he hasn't necessarily shown it in a season consistently I think he hit 29 home runs back in 2019 um had a decent year in 2020 as well um but yeah I mean this is the first year where he's genuinely on pace to hit you know upwards of 40 home runs I think that's about what he's on pace for right now so um yeah, other teams are going to be interested in him, Derek. Uh, Gambo sent out a tweet earlier today saying that Zach Davey, or I think it was Joe Mantiply and Christian Walker were the ones drawing the most interest, um, with Zach Davies also um, in the mix along with David Peralta. So, um, yeah, it's it's really tricky to, to figure out what Christian Walker's value will be um, just because he is a right-handed hitting first baseman. Um, he's about to make a lot more money in arbitration because of all the home runs. So... Um, you know, he's not like a slam dunk. You can ask for a king's ransom at the trade deadline sort of a situation. Right. Um, but uh, he's definitely a player that teams are going to be interested in. And the fact that he's, you know, one of the best defenders in, in all of baseball, according to the numbers, is is definitely going to help his case. Um, and I think we got a couple of more grades or just <laughs> just this scathing one. Wow. F. It's an F until you're 500. No exceptions, says George Alper. Cannot be denied. Uh wow, you're a tough you're you're a tough teacher. I would hate to land in your class. I have a feeling there's no <laughs> curve there. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm to to an extent I get what he's saying. Like you, you want to see a team be at least 500 and it's hard to think of them having a successful te- season if they're yeah. not, but you can't just expect it. Uh you can't you can't just expect it to happen o- overnight from one season to the next. Yeah. Uh, the Orioles are making that happen somehow some way right. They now, are. But. They are. You know, who knows if they can even keep it up for the second half. Uh, but you can bet on the second half all sorts of future options and other great enticing bets over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you haven't signed up already, do so using our code of PHNX. Uh, you make a deposit, you'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Jesse, they also have some options on there to bet on the World Series champion based on state. Interesting. So, so you can throw a bet on New York, and if the Mets or the Yankees win it, then you win your bet. Oh. Same thing with California and a couple of other states that have some pretty good contenders in there. So that's an interesting bet. Huh. Uh, but do you want to do you want to take a guess on who the uh, betting odds favorite is for the National League MVP? Um, I'd rather not. You know who it is. <laughs> it's Paul Goldschmidt. It is Paul Goldschmidt. It's Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. you guys. Uh, so we'll see. That's interesting to me because he is for the NL and Shohei Otani is for the AL. And I'm not saying that they aren't the best players in those divisions because right now they are. Yeah. But does it does it mean the same thing if you don't lead your team to the the playoffs? I mean, does that impact an MVP vote for you personally not leading your team? to the playoffs because here's what i think i understand how a player can still be very valuable on a bad team i get that yeah but i also feel like how much value are you adding when your team lost 100 games yeah i just don't really think baseball works that way though i know like i know 
like if if Paul Goldschmidt has like a you know eight or nine wins above replacement season, like like objectively, you know, he had an incredible season. And the fact that the fact that his teammates were not good enough to take him to the playoffs, potentially. I mean, the Cardinals certainly could. Sure. Oh yeah, they're um, gonna be in their mix. There, sure. yeah, they'll probably be. But in like Otani is a perfect Ohtani example. Otani is of more. That, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. With the Angels probably not winning more than seventy five games. Uh, and Otani, but he is, he is the most valuable, he's the most valuable player in my heart. Yeah. I yeah. love him. I don't think it matters. I adore matters. him. He's not even on my team. I don't think it can really matter how yeah. many, how many wins they come away with. It's just not in baseball. It's just not a bearing of who you are as a player In other sports. I think you could make a case that it is, but in baseball, it is a team sport, but not in the same way that other sports are. One of the newest Arizona Diamondbacks, Brett Johnson tweeted 2013 D-backs were mid as AF. Uh, but Goldie 100% deserved MVP over Kutch, and he's totally right about that. Yeah. So I guess that pokes a hole in my entire uh, point, I guess I was making. But I, I, I'm not surprised to see those guys as betting odds favorites. Just at times for me when the MVP comes around for any sport, I feel like that's a factor, that, yeah. at least to me. But it, I mean, it's definitely going to play into the conversation for sure. I motion, mean, motion says it should be called the best player award. He's right. That's what it should be called. I like that much better. Wow, Ben says hot take. Sandy Alcantara should win both NL Cy Young and MVP. Wow, honestly, I mean, I mean, if we're really treating it as MVP, like, has anyone in the National League been as valuable as Sandy Alcantara? I mean, he's throwing like eight innings every single time out. Not at all. It's pretty pretty crazy what that guy's done. (laughs) Not at all. But of course, we thank you guys uh, for checking out the show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course all roads lead to at PHN- PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you again for having lunch with us on behalf of Jesse and myself. Uh, you guys have yourselves a great day. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you give the Diamondbacks a higher grade than an F for not being at 500 at the All-Star break.